Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Breaking news out of the National Football League. Wide receiver Antonio Brown has been cut by the New England Patriots. His tenure with the team lasted less than two weeks. The team releasing the wide receiver this afternoon. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to Fantasy Football Diagnostics. This is episode 13. I'm John June. Got my guy Greg Penniman. Greg, week three. Are you excited, man? Week three. You already know. I already talked about Danny Dimes. We'll get to that more. I'm excited for these Ravens Chiefs game. Got some good matchups going on. Rams Browns. I can name a lot of them. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Uh, got a lot of good matchups going. Uh, a lot of good matchups ahead. But before we can look ahead, we got to look backwards. Got to talk about this Titans Jags game real to. quick. <laughs> Um, the Tennessee Titans, uh, they, they, they were favored in this game, but they, they ended up losing on the road in Jacksonville, um, 20 to seven. Uh, did you see this game, Greg? What'd you make of it? Uh, yeah. So the, um, highlights of the game caught most, most of the second half. Jags D line just basically dominated. Uh, they had nine sacks in the game. Um, that's really the, the key matchup right there. I think uh, the difference in the game, uh, DJ shark again, looked good. Um, only had four targets, but he capitalized on those targets with four receptions. Sorry, five targets, four receptions with 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm happy with D.D. Westbrook's, uh, you know, as far as his uh, usage. He did have three drops in the game. Um, also, one of them was a touchdown, like on a nice ball by Garner Mishu. But um, I, I like his usage. He had nine targets, um, and he finished with uh, four, five receptions for 46 yards. Um, so I think both of them are... Definitely usable flex options going forward. And DJ Shark, you know, got a bigger upside because of his deep ball presence we talked about before. Uh, and Garner Minshew, man, he's impressing. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. Um, DJ Shark, to me, has got to be a weekly flex consideration yeah, going forward. Yeah, lock him in. Um, you know, the upside's too good. And he's he's made it through. <clears throat> uh, this, we thought, was a bad matchup. You know, we recommended not playing him unless you had no other options. You know, and if and if you did, you know, good for you. This this turned out to be a great a great game. You know, the stat line, like you said, was was really good. And again, the end in the end zone for the third straight week. That's obviously not going to happen, but um, you know, gonna you know continue to ride that that streak until 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 it runs cold. You know, but um, you know, like you said again, Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, the guy played really well. He put yeah, put the balls like where they needed to be. Like I was, um telling you earlier today kind of kind of looked like he was a point guard out there i like the way the, the offense uh john d filippo um you know he, he they, they ran a lot of good plays they they schemed guys open and and gardner Minshew knows where to go with the football and, and not only that he he knows uh he can actually put it where it needs to be so um yeah i think the jags have the jags might have something here and i don't know we'll see we'll see um but you know derrick henry the moment i talk him up <laughs> the moment that he, I mean, he had he had he had an average game. 
Got saved. Got saved by the saved. touchdown. But uh, before that, it it wasn't it wasn't going great. And the problem with Derrick Henry though is is like I talked about in the off season, it's the uh, the usage when the Titans are down, it's non-existent. You know when you look at the 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 usage yesterday, uh, you know when Titan when the Titans are trying to make this comeback, Derrick Henry's not on the field. Yeah, and rightfully so because I don't know. Uh, I know you said you 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 didn't catch the the whole thing, but he you know he dropped an easy screen pass, um, where he would have you know ran basically by himself for for a very long time, and he dropped another pass where he had about like eight yards of between him and the closest defender, um, and you know if, I I didn't touch on it the last time, but I, I watched his you know every touch from his previous game against the Colts, and and those were on that that was on his tape. On from that day too, where he was dropping passes, the the guy's usage in the past game is not there, and so situations like this where the the Colt or the Titans aren't winning, he's gonna get game scripted out. Yeah, definitely. And talk about Fournette, he also was having a rough game until one run saved him at that late in that fourth quarter. He had negative yards, mm-hmm. I think negative one yards, and then he had a just yeah, a sixty-seven had, yard run. He, he had so his stat line. He finished fifty fifteen carries for sixty-six yards. <laughs> he had a 69 yard run. Yep. So he had 14 carries for three yards prior. Yeah. For minus three yards prior to that. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. This Titans defense, like we we kind of talked about, is pretty good. Um, this this Jags offensive line wasn't great from a run blocking standpoint, but, um, you know, John D. Filippo puts them in in a really good position. He keeps them out of third and longs and. They don't they don't run the ball a lot, which may not you know be which may be frustrating for Leonard for nine owners. But I think the runs are going to come, you know the touchdowns are going to come. So, uh, you know I'd hold tight. I think honestly feel like Leonard Fournette might be a buy for me. Um, I'm not going to pay a lot. I, you know I'd see what the Leonard Fournette owner is willing to take, but I would I would try to buy Leonard Fournette. So going forward, yeah man, week three we got to cover these games. Got to get right to the action. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of good juicy matchups ahead. So let's jump right to it. First on the slate, we got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are one and one. This is a Sunday, 1 p.m. 47 point over under Colts are minus or uh, one point favorites in this one. What do you got, Greg? So I have the Colts, uh, winning the game at home. Uh, I also have the Colts just with the spread. So I think they win by three points actually. It's gonna be super close, uh, and I have the under in this game. Um, I got the, you know, I just think the Falcons are just a different team on the road, uh, especially Matt Ryan starts there. So um, I want to see he has got to prove something to me to get this dub uh, on the road. Um, Marlon Mack practiced today, so that's good uh, for him. Uh, if he can't go though, you know, Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines expect him to have expanded roles. Uh, you're definitely starting Ty and. Stephanie starting, you know, Matt Ryan, Julio, and Calvin Ridley. You know, he's been doing pretty well this year. And But the only thing I'm really looking at, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Devontae Freeman. Uh, I really feel like he's not startable at this point. And if he has another bad performance, uh, he's a snip-snip for me. Whew. Man, I never thought we'd be talking about that this early in the season for Devontae Freeman. Um, yeah, man. Without, a, without an injury being in, in consideration. But um yeah no this is a big weekend for Devontae Freeman and all his fantasy owners um I think all Devontae Freeman owners I I bet like I said I benched him last week the matchup 
um, wasn't I didn't think the matchup was great against Philadelphia, and, and I had uh, another option, so I went in that direction. But uh, this matchup this week, I'm starting them. I, I'm the matchup's too good. I think the over under uh, is nice, a 47 point over under. Um, Indianapolis is missing uh, starting linebacker Darius Leonard. Yeah, I I, I I like to think that this is a good matchup for Matt, for uh, for Devontae Freeman. Um, like you said, Marlon Mack, he practiced Friday. This injury didn't really seem to be a concern. Um, reports on Wednesday were that Marlon Mack was walking around with a walking boot, but he wasn't actually wearing the walking boot. He was just holding it. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was kind of interesting. He, uh, I think he's going to play. He practiced today. Um, if he's going to play, then I'm going to play him. Um, this, this Colts team is tops in the league in running the ball. Uh, that's what this offense has become uh, with the with the insertion of Jacoby Brissett into the starting lineup after the retiring of Andrew Luck. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start Marlon Mack. I'm going to start um, T.Y. Hilton in the high over-under. Um, you know, this Atlanta defense has been beatable. Um, so, I, you know, I think that T.Y. is going to have a, a, a good game in this one. Um, I didn't, I guess I didn't pick anything, right? I'm, I, so I'm going with the over here. I'm going with Atlanta to cover the spread and, uh, I'm going with Atlanta to win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know you talked about the Matt Ryan home road splits, but you know, I'm more interested in Matt Ryan in a dome and, uh, that's what we're getting here. You know, Matt Ryan, throw Matt Ryan in a dome. In a high over-under, uh, I think this is going to be a, a nice little game for him. He's coming off the, the win against uh, Philadelphia on Sunday night. Um, I know we talked about a statistic that came up uh, with Indianapolis where, you know, they're they're uh, 32nd in the league against perimeter receivers. And yeah. um, <laughs> we were trying to figure out, well, like, you know, well, who they really played, you know, and we looked at it, and you know the first team they played was was San was well San Diego, the L.A. Chargers, um, who you know killed them with Keenan Allen and 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 uh, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler in the middle of the field, and then secondly the the second game they played Tennessee, and Tennessee doesn't have any usable um, fantasy wide receivers, let alone a quarterback to get them the ball, so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that Matt Ryan and Julio can make some music on the outside, and uh, like I said last time, and you know, like I I think I'm gonna say it going forward, man. I like Calvin Ridley every week. It's hard not to. The Falcons find themselves in these high over unders, um, and if they're not finding themselves in high over unders, they're finding themselves in comeback mode. And uh, Julio, if Julio's getting attention on the other side, that means Calvin Ridley's getting the number two corner sometimes. So. Um, I like Calvin Ridley every week, man. So I must, I must start him this week. Yeah, word. Uh, Calvin Ridley. I still have a little risk issues with him as far as a bust, but uh, bust uh, game in and game out. But he's off to a really good start. His target number is there, so that's something you really want to see. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to see him go against a better secondary, probably the best secondary they've seen thus far, probably. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but let's move forward. We got the uh, the game of the, the matchup of the week, the one that everybody's talking about. Um, we got the Baltimore Ravens 
going to Kansas City into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Both these teams undefeated, two and zero, fifty-two point over under. Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. Tell me, Greg, what you got? Oh man, I, so I think it's gonna be a close, very close game. So I got the Ravens going against the spread. I'm I'm taking the Chiefs to win. They're in Arrowhead. They're gonna be pumped up. You got Patty. You know he's gonna want to prove himself. I'm sure he's hearing the noise about Lamar being MVP. He's gonna make people remember who's the real MVP of the league. And I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, you're starting all your Chiefs, Mahomes, Sammy, Travis Kelsey. Uh, if you want to go for a boom flex plays, McCall Harmon and Demarcus Robinson are, are there for you. Uh, and so we the, the, in the running back situation, Demi Williams has already been listed as out for this game. So Shady, you know, he's questionable for week three as well. So Darwin Thompson is back on the radar. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on that situation as far as Shady. Shady's out. You've got to plug in Darwin into your lineups. Um, if Shady's playing, I, I think you could still start Shady uh, at that flex play as well. Um, and for the Ravens, yeah, you're starting all those key players. Lamar, Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram, and Mark Andrews. It's going to be just a loaded game in, in general here. Yeah, no, I'm starting everybody from this game that I possibly can. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Ravens to cover the spread. But I'm taking the Ravens to win this game, man. You know, last year... This was a three-point game. They, the the Chiefs were playing a young pup in Lamar Jackson. You know, uh, my man Pat Mahomes was in the midst of an MVP caliber season. This this was late in the season. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, Lamar Jackson's ready. He's He's got some confidence. Um, you know, both these teams, they're tops in the league. Both these quarterbacks, tops in the league in yards per attempt. They're both in double digits, I think. Um you know, both over actually 11 or 12 yards per attempt. So they're throwing the ball down the field. Uh, there's weapons on both sides. But I, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop um, this Baltimore this Baltimore rushing offense. You know, these Chiefs, they give up six yards per carry. Um, this Baltimore offense, led by Lamar Jackson, uh, led by Mark Ingram, has the ability to run the ball down your throat, but at the same time they can throw it over your head. So I'm I'm curious to see this how this matchup plays out. I mean on the other side, Earl Thomas roaming the secondary, trying not to let the deep balls over his head. So we'll see. We'll see we'll see what happens this week. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm starting every single body, everybody I can. Anybody with a pulse on the Chiefs side, starting them. Um anybody on the Ravens side I could get a piece of Hollywood, uh Mark Hollywood. Andrews, uh Mark Ingram obviously Lamar Jack yeah just anybody I can anybody <laughs> give me all of them um, Jimmy Smith is out cornerback for the Ravens so that could be a big yes for, he's out yep that could be big for Patty um, in the secondary I think the other thing oh the other thing I wanted to say though is with this with Shady is um I don't know this this situation might be a little hard to read uh because Shady they say that they're going to reduce the workload but that's like what does that really mean yeah you know? So the the matchup isn't necessarily great from because you know this like we talk about this Ravens this Ravens defense is really good from a rushing standpoint, mm-hmm. um, but it's just too it's just too murky of a situation. You know the guy he didn't he tried to practice yesterday or the other day didn't practice ends up practicing uh, Friday uh, Thursday and Friday, um, so I mean he's gonna play but the the reports of him being limited. Um, maybe if I had basically what I'm saying is if I have another option like Frank Gore, I'd, I would 
I would go for the floor play in Frank Gore. Yeah, I would definitely rather take Frank Gore than either Shady or Darwin. Just the uh, yeah. opportunity. We'll no, to Darwin, to me, this week is purely a stash. Mm-hmm. Um, he's purely a stash. Like, if you have a, ro- a roster spot and Darwin's available in your league, or you can you know, sacrifice holding a roster spot or whatever for Darwin Thompson, I would hold him because, you know, God forbid, Shady, Shady re-injures his ankle in this game, and now you have, you know, 100% equity of the Chiefs' backfield. So... Um, and it cost you nothing. It didn't cost you any fab. So uh, I would I would hold Darwin Thompson, um, at least through the at least through the one o'clock game, you know. And if Shady's if Shady comes out okay, you know, then you, and you you know maybe you want to pick somebody else up, then you go ahead and do that if your league permits you to drop somebody after they've already played. Um. All right. Yeah. Moving forward, this game's gonna be fun. I wish I wish that it was the matchup of the week on prime time or something. Yeah, it's okay. Be a, I think I think it's I, a CBS. So I'm pretty sure I get Tony uh, Romo on that. Yeah. I just don't know why I'm not watching this on Monday night as opposed to like Jets Browns or like Washington on, in in Miami or uh, Chicago. Because Tony Romo deserves like, this game. That's why. Don't <laughs> put Tony Romo on Monday night. Like I don't care. <laughs> um, moving forward. We got the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and his 2-0 Buffalo Bills. This is a 44-point over-under. Buffalo Bills are six-point favorites. What we got, Greg? Josh Allen, best quarterback in New York. Uh, I got the Bills to win this game. Oh, my God. Um, I have the Bills also on the spread. I think they win by a touchdown here. So, And I'm, I'm going to take the over in this game. Um you talked about how Andy Dolan throws the ball a lot. I'm not very high on him this week. Um, the Bills are a very good team. Uh, not a very good team. I think they're a solid team this year. I think they play very well defensively, though, at home. Um, no Devin Singletary in this game. So we referred to Frank Gore as a very good uh, flex option or even an RB2 option for your team this week. Uh, TJ Yonan will probably get an expanded role, but I wouldn't be starting him. Frank Gore is really the only guy in that backfield. Got 20 carries last week, so that's a good number. Um and the Bengals are super bad against the RBs this season. Chris Carson lit him up in week one, and all three 49ers receivers lit him up in week two. So for starting, start Frank Gore. Uh, I think you start uh, John Ross as a flex play. Might be a little tough um, getting those deep balls because we talk about how good Buffalo is. Uh, but I think you can still – he'll give you some serviceable points. Uh, and Joe Mixon, I'm happy he's playing. He's practicing. Um, hopefully he can – you could roll him back out there and give him a shot. I like the I like the Buffalo side of this matchup. Um, you know, like we talked about, Frank Gore, definitely a, a more than usable flex play. I consider him uh, an RB two uh, this week. Um, Josh Allen, like we talked about, uh, the Cincinnati defense is really bad. Um, yeah, they're just really bad. Josh Allen's on a roll. He's at home. This is his first game at home. Um, you know, the game is, he may not be the best quarterback in New York, but the game is in New York. So, uh, the quarter, the, you know, the game, this, this team, this, this fans are going to be riled up. They're going to be ready to go. They're excited to get their, 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 their team back in Buffalo. Um, after, after two straight games playing in MetLife. Um, yeah, that crowd's going to be rocking on the Bengals side. Um, like you said, this, this, this Bill's, this Bill's defense is pretty good. Um, you know, the Bengals have been giving up a lot of sacks. The Bills defense hasn't been getting a lot of sacks, though. So, um, you know, maybe that goes in, in 
the in Buffalo's favor a little bit. But if it doesn't, um, that gives an opportunity for for guys like John Ross to to come to to make plays down the field. Um, Tyler Boyd's been a target monster, so I, I don't expect that to to change. Um, so if you're looking for you know a nice safe floor, uh, I would I would expect you know Tyler Boyd to to be able to provide that for you this week. Um, definitely gonna start the Bills defense though, cause just cause six point favorites at home, that's you know the the, the process almost has to just do that. Um, yeah, what about the tight ends, Greg? You uh you interested in any of these tight ends? Um, not really. I don't think either one. No, not no, sniffing here. Not really. Okay. All right, um, so moving forward, we got the Denver Broncos, the 0-2 Denver Broncos, traveling to Green Bay to take on the 1-1 Green Bay Packers. This is a 44-point over-under. Green Bay, 7.5-point favorites. What you got, Greg? I have the Packers winning this game. I think it will be closer than 7.5, so I have the Broncos uh, keeping it close. I guess the spread, and I'm taking the over in this game. Um, you know, the Packers offense was really hot in the first half last week against the Vikings. And then they fell off in the second half. So I expect them to ride that momentum, look more like that first half team uh, that we saw at home. Again, you starting Rodgers, starting Devontae Adams, um, definitely starting Emmanuel Sanders with no Carlton Sutton this week. It's remarkable what this man is doing. Ten months off of an Achilles surgery, and he's killing. Uh, and Aaron Jones, uh, you're starting him. He's always my most intrigued player, most <laughs> mostly every week to see that touch number. Um was Matt LaFour lying to us or was he telling the truth? How is that touch number going to be compared to Jamal Williams? And, you know, as far as the receivers for the Packers, the besides Devontae Adams, the MVS versus Allison argument, who's going to step up there? And on the Denver side, besides Emmanuel Sanders, that Royce Freeman versus Philip Lindsay aspect, um, who's going to – Royce Freeman's getting a lot of momentum. So I, I think uh, he's more favorable at this point. Yeah, I, I'm taking the over – I'm taking the Packers to cover, mm-hmm. and I'm taking the Packers, obviously, to win. Um, I don't think this Denver team is very good. Mm. I don't know. And I don't know because I, I, I really like Chicago as a team, so I don't really know what that meant last week. That could right. have just been a function of... They should have won that game. You know, well, they, yeah, they should have, but it could have been a function of Vic Fangio you know, being the D coordinator for Chicago you know, the year before. He's been. He was in that building. He, he, you know, he was in. You know, he saw Matt Nagy's offense in practice every day. Um, he probably knows how Matt Nagy. You know, you know, he probably knew some things that you know, you know, another coach wouldn't wouldn't know. You know, so I think this game's gonna be that close. I really don't. I just really don't. You got Aaron Rodgers at home. I feel you like do. this is a nice little get, a nice little get get right spot for him. Um. You know, this Denver defense hasn't been great. So I just yeah, I don't I mean I know I, I like I know I said I like them. Maybe they'll they'll turn things or they'll start turning things around. But um yeah, they just haven't been they haven't been great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Aaron Rodgers and I'm gonna pick him at home. But like you said with the on the with the weapons, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, uh start him up. Um Maybe I take a shot at MVS. You know, you know me. I'm an MVS guy. Yep, yep. Anything else on that game? Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham. Uh, he had a groin. He practiced Friday. He's expected to play. Are you playing him, Greg? Um, I would be. I think he's probably one of like the top owning, I guess, uh, tight ends for fantasy. So he, you, you're playing him. He was dropped last week. 
Was he? By a lot of teams? I know in a, in a couple leagues I'm in, he was dropped. Um, I don't think people were, you know, didn't want to. He wasn't really all that productive outside of the touchdown in week one. Right. Um, and then I guess with the injury, people, um, I guess, were quick, kind of quick to cut bait. Especially because, you know, all the tight end stuff that was happening with True. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he's, like he's that, so. 45% owned in Yahoo Leagues right now. It did drop by like yeah. 14%, so you're right. Um, but he's back. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, can start him. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think you could do worse than, you know, having Jimmy Graham catching potential, potentially catching touchdown passes. For yeah. Rod. All right. Um, oof, I know this is one that you you like a little bit, Greg. We got the Detroit Lions. One, the undefeated Detroit Lions, by the way. That's true. That is true. 1-0 in a tie. 1-0-1. Yep. Yes, Detroit Lions traveling to Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field, to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, 45.5 point over-under. Eagles are 5.5 point favorites here. Um, this is even without the whole team being there and Greg running routes at tryouts today. Yeah, you already um, know. Just came back from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, the Eagles apparently is, I don't what have we are like do we know the background on this, Greg? Like they were trying Yeah, they're just tryouts open today? tryouts, yeah, for wide, for any wide receivers that they can pick up, probably put them in the practice squad, something like that. Trying to find the next uh Vince Vince Papali, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, there we go. Throwback. <laughs> um all right, yeah. So what do you what do you got here, Greg? I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the upset here. I got the Lions in this game. Um, obviously I'll have the Lions. I knew, you were, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, man, yeah. and and I'm I'm gonna take the over. You know, uh, Eagles are banged up. Um, we know D Jax is out. We are uncertain about Alshon Jeffrey's status right now, so he's questionable. Probably be a game time decision. Uh, I I like Matt Stafford's matchup a lot. I'm gonna talk about him more a little more later, but I think the Lions take it. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um. Yeah, no, I, I I I hear what you're saying. The matchup is great. Um I think I'm gonna take the Philly side though. Um Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz at home. So I'm taking the over, I'm taking the Eagles to cover, I'm taking the Eagles to win. Um I can see the Eagles win in here twenty seven twenty. Yeah, I, I just I know Kenny Galladay is hot. I get that. I understand that. Um I gotta apologize to Kenny G. You know, we'll talk about that in a in a later episode. Um, but the man is on fire right now. He's he is taken over as the Detroit Lions number one receiver. Uh there is no there is no market or target share anymore. It is Kenny G's show. So um you start him up, especially in this juicy matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are just giving it up to wide receivers. I think Marvin Jones is getting dropped, but do you think with the matchup that he could be a flex play here? Yeah, I think so. He is going. He's playing the outside perimeter with Danny Amendola in the slot, and we just talked about how the Eagles are very, very bad against perimeter receivers. I think you got to lock and load Marvin Jones in there. That's what I'm thinking, man. But he got. I know he got dropped in the league. I have him in another league, and I was thinking about putting uh, putting a guy in that we'll talk about later, um, Devin Smith in my lineup. But um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too sure what to do. I know another guy people are a little little concerned about here too is is Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Um, I'm not starting him this week. I need to kind of wait and see. Um, you know he's got to kind of just prove it to me at this point. 
Yeah, he's that stash um, that you're just hoping is could be yeah, a league you're winner. Just, you're just stashing, and I, you know, and I had I have complete favors in that. You know, like uh, we want immediate immediate success and immediate results, but like you know, Miles Sanders was drafted to be a stash, so um, you know, let's let's keep stashing him. You know, let's let's not get impatient here. Mm-hmm. Um, carry on your your guy, your breakout. Is he gonna eat this week, man? Things have a Anderson. Things have a solid game. No CJ Anderson. Um, <clears throat> I know people are hyping up Ty Johnson a little bit, uh, but I think Carry has a, a solid RB two game. Greg, what are you gonna do if Ty Johnson starts like just vultures know, a touchdown, touchdown, something like that? Carry on gets like a yeah. sixty yard run, and then Ty Johnson just walks it in. Just <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, think I wouldn't be upset. I would panic more than the CJ Anderson like snap share and everything because Ty Johnson is yeah, actually talented. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. And it's actually probably better for the offense for Todd Johnson to be involved in, in the game plan as opposed to a guy like C.J. Anderson. So, yeah, I like that that sentiment. Um, on the Eagles side, you starting any of these receivers? I know they say Alshon, he's, he, he was questionable with his calf. He didn't practice Friday, but they say he might he might give it a go. Are you starting to Alshon Jeffrey? Uh, so, that's, that's real tough. Um I don't know if uh, a limited Alshon. I I think I'll play him if he plays. I think I'll play him if I think I'm still also have uh, Nelson Aguilar as a potential flex candidate. Um, if Alshon doesn't play though, Nelson Aguilar is a solid RB two. I mean wide receiver two for the week, and I believe you know JJ Arcega, White JJ Jaws is gonna has a, some flex upside as well as well as Matt Collins if Alshon is not playing. Yeah, I think uh, those auxiliary receivers—they're just too hard to trust. If um, yeah. if all if Alshon doesn't play, they're just too hard to trust in a, in a redraft for me. Right. Especially because you don't you don't know how the distribution might go. You know, I just I think that I'd like to think that Jay Jaws might be the go-to guy because you you did see him and Carson Wentz try to get um try to get some passes together. Uh, they just weren't on the same page, and you can just kind of tell they hadn't they haven't worked a lot together. Uh, but hopefully, after a week of practice working with the ones, you 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 know you'd like to think that they got better. But may, I think from a redraft standpoint, I probably not want to play one of these either one of these guys. If Alshon doesn't want to play, isn't if Alshon isn't going to play, you know I'm definitely going to fire. I definitely might um, roll those guys into some DFS some DFS lineups. Yeah, and some deeper leagues um, too, definitely. Yeah, some deeper leagues too. J. Jaws has upside has touchdown upside. I know that Mac Hollins is the deep threat, but when they get down to the red zone, they like to throw those jump balls, um, and and Jay Jaws is really really good at that, just like Alshon Jeffrey's good at that. So um, I'd be on the lookout for that. But the most the player I'd be most interested in is Zach Ertz. We said that uh, the other day. Um, I'll say it again. Zach Ertz would be the one I'm most interested in. Seventeen targets, Brian, last game. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go forward. We got the Dallas Cowboys. Um, well, the, the Miami Dolphins, Josh Rosen led Miami Dolphins, 0-2, mm-hmm. Josh Rosen led Miami Dolphins, traveling to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys, the 2-0 Dallas Cowboys. This is a 47.5 point over-under, but this is a 22.5 point spread for the Cowboys. Um, what do you got, Craig? Yeah, so every time I'm like, oh, this spread is too huge for the Dolphins, I'm tired of that. I'm taking over. <laughs> I'm taking the spread <laughs> for the Cowboys. They blow them out. I think this is another one of those like 30 to seven game, thirty to seven games or like 40 to make possibly seven 
the Cowboys are going to dominate this game, especially defensively. Um, the Cowboys are my survivor pick for the week, so I'm very confident in what they're going to do. You're starting Dak. You're starting Zeke. Uh, I think wins a, a solid tight end streaming option probably this week for a touchdown. Starting Amari Cooper. And uh, no Michael Gallup this week, so Devin Smith is a, uh, you know, sexy flex play maybe this week. Um, and maybe in deeper leagues, Randall Cobb is a, a, a interesting dart throw as well because his snap count has been very good. Um, it's been in the high 90s thus far. Um, and Josh Rose, I mean, the Dolphins, there's really uh, no one I need to talk about. So you can just go on from here if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on the on the Dolphins side, I will say there's only one player that interests me if I have to play anybody. Um, DFS, if you want to get, uh, you know, sneaky. Um, Preston Williams, I mentioned him before, but, um, you know, he's, he's getting targeted. He's being productive with those targets. Him and Josh Rosen, they had a um, chemistry in the preseason. So that's a name to watch. Again, not redraft. DFS, probably a min, min price salary receiver. Interesting. But um, Cowboys side, yes, Dak, stardom. Uh, Zeke, stardom. Amari Cooper, stardom. Um, Jason Witten, I'm a little, I don't know. We had a little conversation about Jason Witten. Um, if you take his two touchdowns away, he's got the same exact stat line, almost to a T, as OJ Howard. Um, they're running the same amount of pass routes. They're playing. They're in on the same amount of pass plays. They're on the same amount of runs plays. Um, they've got almost identical receiving yards, identical targets. Um, the only difference is he has two touchdowns. So um, I don't know if I would want to count on the the third on a third touchdown this week, um, especially when he's not getting a lot of volume in that sense. So, um, but. You know, if you're if you just need a tight end and you're hoping they catch a touch, they catch a touchdown, then I guess Jason, you could go worse than Jason Witten. Um, and then Devin Smith, yes, former New York Jet second round draft pick Devin Smith. Um, you know, <laughs> he's coming off two torn eight. Well, I think he tore his ACL like three times. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it was it was really bad. Um, he he didn't make it because of the injuries. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see him healthy now. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a flex play, man. He, yeah, he's got value in this offense and, you know, Dak Prescott out there, uh, playing as well as he is. I just want to, I just want a piece of that offense. So get right to it. Uh, speaking of Jets draft picks, we have the New York Jets traveling to Foxborough. Oh, and two New York Jets traveling to Foxborough to take on. The New England Patriots, the two and New England Patriots, New York New England Patriots, AB less New England Patriots. AB moved the line twenty, or he moved he moved the line two points. Man, uh, this was a twenty a forty three and a half point over under with a twenty three and a half point spread. Then it went to twenty one. So oh, look at that. So uh, yeah, I mean, but New England again, they've got a thirty two point implied total. Uh, Dallas has a thirty. That's only second to Dallas, who has a thirty five point implied total. I mean, I guess I'll just do this for you, Greg. Uh, over, mm-hmm. Pats, Pats, mm-hmm. uh, Love Bell, uh, mm-hmm. everybody on the New England Patriots, and um, Pats defense. Oh, man. Wow. It's like you know me or something. 
It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also if you're, unless you're Patrick and you live under a rock, AB has been released from the Patriots. Yeah, we probably should have let off with that, but we didn't. But, you know, but we might have did, depending on how this thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, but seriously. Yeah, no, AB was released from the New England Patriots today amid the allegations that he was harassing one of the victims in the civil lawsuit um and he was sending her photos of her children um so this is really scary stuff um don't know why why he would do this but again i i don't think anybody's been able to explain any of antonio brown's actions this all season yeah at this point man um, it's yeah, yeah i don't really know it's just get to the fantasy, I guess. Let's move on. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, hey, look, I just gotta say one thing. If you, if you, if you took my advice and you traded him, I'm happy for you. You know, if you got Sammy Watkins, yeah, shit, let's go. You did, you did the right thing. But yeah, now moving forward, the fantasy, you got it, Greg. Take the floor. The floor is yours. Um, what's the next game on the docket? Oh, oh, that's it? We, yeah, we yeah. On just, oh, just, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we touched, I mean, on, come on. We touched we, on everything. We touched there, on everything. There was nothing to talk about. Yeah, there's really nothing to talk thanks about. For not, thanks for not painting me, Craig. Oh, yeah, no problem. Making me go through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quick as possible. <laughs> All right, moving forward, we got the Oakland Raiders traveling. The 1-1 one one Oakland Raiders traveling to Minnesota. Take on the 1-1 Minnesota, one one Minnesota Vikings. This is a 43.5 point over-under. Vikings are 9-point favorites. What do you see here, Greg? So I got the Vikings winning the game. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to win by 9.5 or 10. So I'm going to go with the Raiders against the spread. Wait, uh, but I have, I have a 9. You have a 10-point spread? I have a, sorry, I have a 9.5. You're right. I have 9. Mm. All right, let's go with 9.5. I like 9.5. Right, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders there. And I'm going to take the under in this game. Um Really, I was looking forward to seeing how, you know, the Raiders' injury issues. Josh Jacobs, he's sick throughout the week. I appreciate him telling the fans, you know, how he's feeling out there, letting the fantasy owners know uh, his his status himself as well. Uh, Tyra Williams, he's not listed on the injury report, um, so he should be good to go. I think Josh Jacobs will be good to go, but he does have a slight hip issue as well. Um, And it's not a very favorable matchup because they are 10-point dogs. You mean Tyra Williams? For Josh Jacobs. Oh, Josh Jacobs has a hip as well. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the hip as long as well as being uh, sick. As well as sick. Yeah. 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 Um. So, actually, I think you are right. Tyra Williams is the one with the hip issue, and not Josh Jacobs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh. So Josh Jacobs, you know, he might have a tough matchup this week, but I think just the red zone usage for him just saves him. Usually, um, he's leading the league with six red zone touches per game. Uh, amongst running backs, and he's ninth in carries with 17.5 a game. Um, I I think you still start him. Uh, he's still you know confident. He might have a little off game, but I think he should be a good uh, low end RB two play this week. Uh, and on the Viking side, it's it's Dalvin Cook, man. It's Dalvin Cook, and it's it's Dalvin Cook. It's Stephon Diggs. I not that Stephon Diggs. I'm feeling matchup. It's it's hard to predict each week who's gonna be the guy because the Vikings are a run team. I remember you showing me the stat earlier this week about the Vikings when they run the ball more than 20 times. It's ridiculous. 25 times, they're 40 and 6. 40 and 6. That's wild. 
Um, no, the, the Vikings are going to. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see them winning by nine and a half. Um, I I even thought nine was 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 tough. Um, mm-hmm. But the issue I have here, yeah, like you said, Dalvin Cook, he's a must start. Um, Kyle Rudolph needs to be on like waiver wires by now. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, you know, owners are probably on to what you're trying to do right now. So, you know, maybe it's a week, a, a week too late to try to trade them because <laughs> um, <laughs> they might be on to you. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, Kirk Cousins is almost not startable anymore. Um, so he's not nah, yeah. to waiver wires. No, nah, he should have been on the waiver wires um, after week one. Yeah, after ten past ten should have been on the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, but then on the Oakland side, yeah, I mean, if this defense, this Vikings defense at home, it's usually hard to see teams, you know, um, moving the ball against them very all that well. Right. And then they're pretty good against the run too, so it makes it tough for me to think that. Josh Jacobs is going to have a good t- a good a good day against these guys, especially when you consider that in the last game against the Chiefs, when they went to a pass heavy offense, it was Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington in the game, and not Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's no, like RB, like the RB twenty four to thirty. Honestly, this for this week, I think it's closer to like RB thirty six to like RB forty. Wow. Just because in a game like this where they're nine and a half point dogs, yeah, right. It's you know Vegas is telling us they don't think this game is going to be close. You know I I could see it being seven, right? Like I, if you told me they lose the Raiders lose by seven, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't know how involved Josh Jacobs will be in this game, especially if the matchup isn't great from the Minnesota side. Right. But I don't know uh, if you have no other option then you have to start them. I know some if you're in a league where you have you know, better options and you start them. If you have a Frank Gore, I would start him over Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, again, I, I could totally be wrong here because um, if, you know, if Minnesota's running the ball, then, then I just, yeah, I just don't think the matchup is great though. So I don't, that's that's the biggest thing for me there is just Minnesota at home. It's a pretty good defense. Um, you know, I don't think the match, I mean, but Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones played well. I mean, yeah, it's the RB twenty four to thirty. He's a low end RB two for me this week. I think he still gets you like that ten to twelve point mark. Yeah, I I think that's reasonable. Yeah, because the expectation is maybe he gets in the end zone. He's getting those goal line carries, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just tough with them being nine and a half point dogs. Yeah, it is, we it both is. we both we both say that you know. Did you take? Did you took? The, you took? I the took the Ravens. Game, right? Yeah, I took the. You I'm took, sorry, the Raiders with the spread. But the Vikings to win. Yeah, I'm, I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like to think you're right because Josh Jacobs owners drafted him pretty highly. Um, and they probably, you know, don't want to have to bench him here. Right. All right, moving forward, a matchup that, you know, some people may not be excited about. But I might be, I might be more excited about it than most people. Carolina Panthers are the 0 2 Carolina Panthers are traveling to Arizona to take on the 0 0 no yeah 0 1 and 1 Arizona Cardinals. This is a 44 and a half point over under. The Arizona Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. This line shifted actually with the Cam news. Cam so Cam quarterback Cam Newton Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton is out with a foot injury. Um, 
Kyle Allen will be getting the start. Uh, prior to Cam, the news of Cam's foot injury, this line was was two and a half points in Carolina's favor. The Cam Newton news shifted it two and a half points in Arizona's favor. So now Arizona's two and a half point favorites at home and a 44 and a half point over under. What do you got, Greg? Got the cards getting their first win in this game. Um, I think even with Cam in the game, I would have took the Cardinals. Uh, I have the Cardinals against the spread. I think they just went by field goal, though. It's going to be close. I don't think Kyle Allen is a, a bad prospect here. And um, I'm going to go with the over, you know, just the pace of play. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty high. Um, we all know, like, Kyle Murray's been uh, throwing attempts high, crazy, about 50 attempts a game. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to see, you know, all those receivers, all four of them that are on the field, most, but specifically Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk. You guys are starting them. I think they're good plays this week. Uh, and, I, you know, McCaffrey, you're starting, obviously. Uh, you're starting Greg Olson. Uh, I think, and you should be you should be fine. You should be comfortable still starting the Panthers receivers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said there. I really like um, Kyler Murray this week. Get to that later. But um, he's at home, two-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. Um, you know, this game's in the Dome. They play at a high pace. This Carolina defense has been pretty bad. Um, his receivers have been pretty good. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like it all around. On the Carolina side, Christian McCaffrey, he's a must-start. Greg Olson, I, I I still I still like a like I think the matchup here is good enough for Kyle Allen to be respectable enough, you know, mm-hmm. like Kyle Allen should be able to navigate this Carolina Panthers offense through this really bad Arizona Cardinals defense. Right, you know, get him going, get um, some easy passes to McCaffrey. Yeah, get some easy completions. Get them yeah. to McCaffrey. Get the short completions to DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You know. Greg Olson in the middle of the field, go down the field to Curtis Samuel. Like, the the recipe is there. It's just, you know, Cam Newton wasn't healthy. I know what you said, that you would take Carolina or Arizona in this game. But honestly, if I'm, if, if if we got a healthy Cam in this game, in this matchup, he would have ate. Um, so if Kyle Allen is, is, I guess, going to be, what, 75% of that, maybe 80% of that, minus the rushing ability. Um, then I have to have confidence in these Carolina pieces to be able to succeed. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. David Johnson, you start him too. So um, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said on that game. Yeah, no. I think we can move on. Did you predict the game? or? Oh, I took I took the over. I took the cards. I'm taking the cards. Yep. There you go. Let's yeah. And this is, by the way, this is the first of the 4 o'clock games. Uh, the second of the 4, the four o'clock games will be taking place in, in Tampa Bay as the New York Giants and Danny, yeah, Danny Dimes, Danny as, you Dimes. Like, as you like to call him. And the New York Giants take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 0-2 New York Giants versus the 1-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a 48-point over-under. Uh, Tampa Bay six-point favorites at home. What do you got, Greg? So I must, you know, I'm still take the Bucks. I'm not going to be, you know, too uh, biased here. I think you're you're gonna see some good flashes from Dan, Daniel Jones though. Um, I also have the Bucks winning by a touchdown, so I'm gonna take them on the spread, and uh, I'm taking the under here. Um, I'm look really looking at Daniel Jones and his first start versus versus the Tabo's defense. 
definitely going to be a good test for him. Uh, Fantasy-wise, you know, you're not starting him, Daniel Jones, obviously. But you're starting Starlin Shepard. He's back from a concussion. You're starting Evan Ingram. You're starting uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, those three guys for the Giants are on your radar. Uh, for the Bucks side, keeping my eye on Jameis Winston once again with a really, really good matchup going against the, the Giants with a bad secondary at home. I think he's a good streaming option for people that need a quarterback this week, like the Big Ben owner or the Drew Brees owner. And, yeah, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they should eat. Yeah, I like the I like the, the Tampa Bay side. I really like Mike Evans this week. I really like Chris Godwin every week. Peyton Barber's chances this week, too, honestly. Six-point favorite at home. That game script's going to be nice for him. Uh, we saw him get a, get a lot of carries last week. So I think this is this could be a nice a nice matchup for him too. Yeah, twenty three um, carries last week. Yeah, and Jameis Winston, I think you know I think I think we saw him play better last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we have to kind of just remember this is you know his his third game in Bruce Arians' offense. So you know the the situation may have not been great last week, but the situation is great this week. So I I'd like to see him take that step. I'm taking. I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the over here. I'm gonna take the Bucks to win, and, or Bucks against the spread. I'm gonna take the Bucks to win. Um, I could I see I see Daniel Jones potentially. Um, I I could see him making some things happen. Hey man, over um, under one and a half. I'm taking the over, passing touchdowns. <laughs> passing touchdowns. Yep. Give me total touchdowns. I'll take the over. Fair. Fair. All right. Cool. Um, because I think there's a chance he runs one in. No, see the so I I think he's able he'll he'll be able to make some plays. I think we'll see some of the the flashes of why he he went sixth overall, uh, why the Giants thought he was worthy of that pick. Um, I I would expect him to lean on Saquon Barkley to lean on Evan Ingram. Um, Sterling Shepard is the one that I probably have the most pause about. Um, just because, um, you know, coming back from the concussion. Don't really know what his role is going to be playing with with uh, Daniel Jones, but we'll see. I think, I think, uh, I think in a full point PPR, I think that maybe I would probably lean towards Sterling Shepard a little bit more. Yeah, yo, man, I don't know, man. The squeaky, the squeaky wheel gets greased sometimes, so maybe, maybe some of that Jason Witten luck falls in OJ Howard's lap. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely not starting him this week, though. I'm I'm gonna wait and see. He's got to <laughs> earn my trust back. <laughs> uh, going forward, we got 425. The Houston Texans traveling to LA to take on the LA Chargers. The two and zero Houston Texans taking on the one and one LA Chargers. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites here and a 48 and a half point over under. What are you thinking here, Craig? Uh, I'm gonna go with the. Mm, that's this is probably this is a tough game to call actually. Um, Texans didn't play well last week. But I'm going to take them to win on the road. Um, I'm going to take the over. And, yeah, I'm going to take the, the Texans against the spread. Um, I, you know, looking at Deshaun, D-Hop, you're starting those guys. Uh, you're starting Carlos Hyde, man. Carlos Hyde is back uh, once again. He had 20 touches last week. Um, we really thought coming into this year when, you know, Duke Johnson was the guy, he was going to be, 
you know, the main focal on the running back in this offense, and Carlos Hyde just came in and stopped that statement real quick. Um, so I think you're starting Carlos Hyde confidently as a flex option here. Um, and on the Chargers side, you know, Phillip Rivers, if you have him, you're starting him. Um, Keaton Allen starting him. You know, uh, yeah, those you guys. Yeah, I like also Austin Eckler too. Deshaun, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, for I sure. Do not like Austin Eckler. That's criminal. Um, no, on the on the Houston Texans side. So I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take the Texans against the spread. I'm taking the Texans to win two. Um, they're gonna go three and zero after this. They're quiet three and zero. No one's really gonna, no one's really talking about them right now. But they played a tough game last week against Jacksonville. Um, I think this is a get right game for Deshaun Watson here. <clears throat> um, you know, Deshaun Watson's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in football, but this Chargers defense only has two sacks on the year, so they haven't really been getting after the quarterback. So, um, I like to see the you know, Deshaun Watson, D hop, nice little get right spot. I know Casey Hayward's good, but he's not Jalen Ramsey, so um I think D Hop could beat him with his physicality. Uh so we'll you know, uh I like a nice game from him. Will Fuller is interesting to me if you need some upside. Um, yeah, that's true. Will Fuller. In a high, yeah. high over-under like this. And again, that could go back and forth because we know how Phillip Rivers does. Um, yeah, I could see Will Fuller being a viable play. Phillip Rivers, obviously, then, I think is a viable play as well, too. I think that this Texans defense isn't as great as we once thought it was. You know, it's not the scary matchup that we all think it to be. They're they're definitely beatable. They're not getting after the quarterback. JJ Watt himself hasn't really been getting after the quarterback either. So um, I don't know what's really going on there, but I think that this Chargers def- this Texans defense is beatable, and I think Philip Rivers is going to be able to do that. Keenan Allen's been eating all all season. Um, he's he's tops in the league in target share. He's tops in the league in air yard market share, which he's almost never done before on this Chargers team. So. Um, yeah, I, I said it in the off season that the chargers are, uh, these chargers pieces are expected to be so much better without Melvin Gordon. Um, and you know, with Hunter Henry being out, uh, Mike Williams banged up. That's even better for guys like Keenan Allen and Austin Neckler, who are just going to continue to eat every single week. So we got to start them every week. Um, I think Mike Williams high over under definitely useful. In this matchup, um, no tight end in this game that I have any interest in starting. And Carlos Hyde, like you said, definitely usable. Um, Justin Jackson could be useful, um, a useful flex play. He's been getting the the, t- the touches haven't been there, but he's been he's been good when he's getting them. So if you know if you're if you're in a deeper league, you know maybe you got an injury or something. Yeah, I, I, Justin Jackson could could be useful, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't go there unless I had unless I had to. Yeah, if you want to look forward, if you want to add Justin Jackson now, Chargers do play Miami next week, and it will be a blowout as usual. So Justin Jackson could get a lot more playing time next week. But just yeah. in, in general, yeah, Will Fuller, I like him actually uh, a little bit a lot this week. He's leading, I think, in areas per target. So he's uh, he's getting those opportunities. I think he gets a, a good deep on this this week. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, moving forward, we got the New Orleans Saints, the Drew Brees-less New Orleans Saints. Doesn't feel right. Traveling. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Traveling to Seattle to take on the 2-0 Seattle Seahawks. The Saints are 1-1. One one. 
This is a 44.5 point over under. Uh, Seattle is Seattle Seahawks are five point favorites. What we what we got here, Greg? Yeah, I'm taking Seattle. Um, the major downgrade here for just the offense in general and the team and the morale. Drew Brees is not in. Taking the Seahawks on the spread as well. I think they win by a touchdown, and I'm taking the over in this game. Um, I'm interested to see how this <laughs> the quarterback is going to situation is going to be. Teddy, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Teddy. What are they going to do going forward? Like going in that offense. Um, but you're starting Kamar, you started Michael Thomas, yeah, Jared Cook. I think you can roll him out there. I think he might be a safe, just a safe play, get you like a a five for forty mark like game. Uh, and on the, the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson, of course, you're starting him. Uh, you're starting Chris Carson. Hopefully, he could bounce back from that two fumble performance last week. Uh, we don't want that going on because Sharp Prentice is getting some momentum. So I think he could be a viable, uh, serviceable flex play this week. Um, and yeah, um, Tyler Lockett, I like DJ Metcalf. I also like DK, DK every time <laughs> death taxes, Frank Gore and Greg calling D DK DJ. Yep. Yeah. I like, Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. You trust in champagne. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> Hey, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. I think I'm gonna do it. Gonna oh do it. man! Yeah, man. Like you said, bro. Uh, the five, the five point spread. That's interesting to me. No Drew Brees. I would expect that to be a little bit larger. But I, I, I think that's. I think Sean Payton, man. Yeah, he's Sean a great Payton, coach. One of the this, best. The Seahawks. The Seahawks defense is definitely beatable. We've seen that. Andy Dalton threw the ball up and down the field on them. Uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. They got to play Mason Rudolph last week. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think Drew Brees, I think Sean Payton's going to come out with some uh, with a game plan here. We might see two quarterbacks. Um, I, I, maybe we'll see the unleashing of Alvin Kamara. Is that a possibility? I need I'd that. like to think I so. I need that. Right? And if that happens, this Seahawks defense is beatable. Uh, not just through the air, but also on the ground, and they give up they give up receptions to running backs. Um, so I think Alvin Kamara is going to eat on these little dump offs. Uh, I don't think there's any linebacker that can cover him in space. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson. I get it. Russell Wilson at home. Come on, um, man. But this 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 uh, but this new but this New Orleans defense is is not bad, man. It's pretty good. They're um. They're tops in the league in in, in sacks in sack percentage at thirteen point four percent. They're sacking the quarterback at that rate. Um, so you know they're gonna get to, they're gonna get to Russell Wilson. Uh, you know they're gonna stop. They're gonna have a. They're not gonna have a hard time stopping Chris Carson. I don't think. So yeah, man. I just, I don't know. I just think this defense is gonna keep it close enough for Sean Payton. Scheme up enough plays. Taysom Hill to make enough plays. You know Teddy Bridgewater to distribute. You know the ball well enough. Alvin Kamara is going to eat, man. Michael Thomas, he's going to get schemed up. He's going to get schemed open. He's going to make plays. I just, I don't know. I just have faith in Sean Payton here, man. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault you there. Man's a Super Bowl champion coach. Um, but Russ Wilson is a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Should have two. He's at home taking Russell. Yeah, no, nah, man. I can't, I can't fault you for that. I just, I guess I just like to be different sometimes. But, um, yeah, going forward, we got the new the wow New Orleans, not New Orleans. We just covered them. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling out west to Santa Clara, take on the San Francisco 49ers. 
the two and oh San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers, by the way. Both on the road. 43 and a half point over the 43 and a half point over under. Six and a half point favorites at home against these 0 and 2 Steelers. 0 and 2 Big Ben Roethlisberger, less 0 and 2 Steelers. Yeah. What you got? 49ers is going to win this game. Be 3 and 0 after this game. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than six and a half. Uh, so I think the 49ers win by three. Um, and I'm going to take the under. Uh, I just think, you know, the Steelers are very vulnerable against the run. It's going to be uh, another good run performance for the 49ers. They're one of the tops uh, as far as run offense. Matt Brietta, Raheem Morissette. Uh, you started Matt Brietta, and I think you can, you know, also maybe consider Matt Morissette as a flex play. Um, it's going to be dicey uh, here, but I like Jimmy G as well as a streaming quarterback. And on the Steelers side, looking forward to see how Mason Rudolph does. I already went off and said claim that Juju is not a number wide receiver. Uh, we'll see how that goes. If, um, and James Washington, I would need him to step up. I want him to step up. I think he's going to step up with Mason Rudolph now as his quarterback. And you're starting Vance McDonald. So there you go. Oof. Um, Craig, you think this Niners team is good? I do. I do. I think they're a sleeper, I think they're sleeper they're in the NFL. Too. Yeah, you, they run the football well, and it starts there. Yeah, no, I think they're really good. So, um, I'm going to I'm gonna take the over. I'm going to take the Niners to cover, man. Word. I'm taking, a nine, I'm taking the Niners to win, man. Okay. They're at home. Okay. This team is rolling, and... Um, this defense has been this defense has been killing, but um, you know this this offense is is getting better. Jimmy G is getting better. Jimmy G. Uh, I think you start him. I think you could start. I think you got to start Matt Breida. I think you got to start Raheem Mostert, or you know maybe he, we might have to start calling him Raheem, Raheem, Raheem Mustard. Mustard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. We might have to. Um, you know, if you're in, if you're if you're in dire dire straits, maybe you need you need to call on Jeff Wilson. Maybe you need to steal some goal line touches from a receiver. DB Debo Samuel, man, he's the, he's right, the one. Receivers. If I if I, have to st- if I gotta start a Niners receiver, I'm, I'm gonna start Debo Samuel. I agree. Um, if I have to start a Niner, I'm starting George Kittle. I don't yep. care. Um, on the Steelers side, <clears throat> on the Steelers side, I don't really want to start. I mean, I ha- if I have Juju, I have to start him. Right, starting uh, Connor. If I have James Connor. If I have James Conner, I have to start him. Um, outside of that, I don't really want to start anybody. And then, to I don't mean to poo-poo on your your, your um, James Washington, but oh, Deontay, you're on, you're on the Deontay Thompson wait. <laughs> Deontay Johnson, Deontay man, Johnson. You know, yeah, man. They, they he said he's starting from here on out. Yep, he did. He did That's say what that. They said they said they told the coaches told him he's starting from here on out. Well, you got Juju in the slot wow. though. Yeah, I mean Juju's gonna play outside, but I mean how much, how much? Or Juju's play outside and he gonna play in the slot. I mean Deontay Johnson doesn't really play in the slot, so maybe yeah, Juju would play in the slot. But mm-hmm. I don't know how how much these guys are really in. You know, is this offense gonna morph into a, a you know a, a a more run or more balanced offense? Maybe we're not we might not see three receivers running out there True. like we used to with Big Ben. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but if that's the case, if if you know, James Washington's not out there, then, you know, Deontay Johnson's someone that might be a little interesting, but I'm not going to rush to go at him or, or even, you know, maybe I'll play him in DFS just because, you know, he's, he'll be out there running routes, but 
I'm not going to do anything outside of that. If Big Ben was the quarterback, Deontay Johnson would would interest me. Um, But, yeah, I'm not really all that interested. Uh, Vance McDonald, I think you start on though. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and by the way, this I'm a Deontay Johnson dynasty owner. Ah. I traded away my my AB shares. I see. Replaced them with some Deontay Johnson shares. I'm not. This is this is coming from a place where I want Deontay Johnson to be successful, but I don't think this is this is it right now. Lord. Um, moving forward, we got the Sunday night game, man. This is a pretty good one. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of happy for it. I wish we could see Chiefs Ravens, but I'll take it. <laughs> we got the L.A. Rams, travel the two and L.A. Rams traveling to Cleveland to take on the one and one Cleveland Browns, forty-seven and a half point over under. The the Rams, one of three road favorites this week, so um, what, they're three and a half point road favorites. What do you got here, Greg? I have the Rams winning the game. Uh, I have the Rams also. Covering the spread, I think they win by you know a four or five point game. I think it is close though, uh, and I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over in this game. I think it could be a little shootout here. Uh, you know, it's a lot of playmakers, a lot of stars on this team. We uh, start on the Browns. You know, you start on Nick Chubb, starting Odell, Jarvis. I don't think is a starting candidate anymore. I don't think he's you know I think mm. he might be a sn- he might be getting a might snip, be a snip snip. Yeah, he might be getting a snip snip man. Um, so David Njoku announced he was on IR actually today. Um, so he's you know someone you could drop from your roster. And on the Ram side, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, start them all up. Todd Gurley, start them up. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, if they're gonna have those good games, I think you you start Jared Goff as well. Yeah, I'm in I'm in um I'm in a tough place with this game, man, because I it just it screams you know forty seven and a half point over under. Three and a half point line. This game kind of just screams to me like, you know, shootout potential, right? Which it should, right? Prime time, it's got it all. Odell Beckham. Odell. But then these lines are not playing well. Neither one of these offensive lines are playing well. So, um, and we and we know how good these defensive lines are. Aaron Donald, he was questionable to play, um, but he's he's gonna play. Um, Miles Garrett, obviously we saw him just single-handedly destroy the, the Jets. Um, yeah, he's killing. From a, from, um, yeah, so he's, he's killing. Um, and then if you look at it on the other side, you know, Baker Mayfield, they got a lot, they got Odell in that trade, you know, but they did give up or no, what wasn't the Odell trade. They got, they got Olivier Vernon in, in the one trade. They gave up Kevin Zeitler, who is their best offensive guard. Um, and they're missing, they miss him real bad right now. Um, they're giving up, you know, they're, they're giving up, um, they've already given up eight sacks through two games. Um, they're giving it up almost a rate of 10%. So Baker Mayfield's getting hit and Aaron Donald's coming to town. So I'd be nervous for him. So this game, this is a game where it could go ugly real quick, man. Um, if, if, if these, if these defensive lines could wreck these offensive lines, you know, and you know uh, these quarterbacks aren't having; they don't have time the time to, to get the ball to these receivers. This this game has some like some ugly potential to it, you know. Yeah, I see. So what you're I'm still starting all my pieces. I'm not. They maybe what I'm saying right now is more of like a a DFS contrarian thinking kind of thing. Um, you want to start Jared Goff. You want to start 
If I have better options, I'm not going to start Jared Goff, honestly. If I have better options, I'm not going to start Jared Goff. Um, but you're going to start Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, even if I had better options, I guess I'm not starting Baker Mayfield either. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm not, I'm not really in love with either one of these quarterbacks in this matchup. I do like the receivers, though. However, um, you know, for obviously from a season-long standpoint, you drafted Brandon Cook, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You knew the risk associated with when you drafted them. You knew they were splitting like a 60% target share. You 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 kind of need this game. They'll, in order for all three of them to blow up, this game has to blow up. Um, but, you know, there's one of them is going to fall for this week. Last week, it was Robert Woods. The week before that, it was Brandon Cooks. Um, so who knows? But that's the risk. Uh, Todd Gurley, I think... I think you start him going forward, um, you know, until further notice, I guess, right, until something happens. Yeah, Malcolm Brown gets another two touchdowns in the red zone. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but no, Todd Gurley is still getting the usage like we talked about. So um, he's an RB2. He, that is what it is. But Nick Chubb, you're starting him. All right, moving forward, we got the Monday Chicago night. Bears, Monday Night Football. Chicago Bears, one-on-one Chicago Bears traveling to D.C., Take on the Washington Redskins, the 0 and 2 Washington Redskins. This is a 41 and a half point over under. The the uh, Chicago Bears, the last of the, the last of the uh, the road dogs. That's interesting. I just or the road favorites. I just realized that all the road favorites were in prime time. Oh wow. Um, we had, yeah, we had the Titans that were road favorites, the the Rams who were road favorites, and and the Bears who were road favorites. So sketchy. Interesting. <laughs> sketchy, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Greg? What you what you got here in this forty one and a half point over under? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Bears in this game. Uh, I'm also go with the Bears against the spread, and I'm gonna take the under. I think you know Bears defense. Case Keenum has been playing well, but I think he comes back to earth a little bit. Uh, facing this Bears defense, gonna humble him. Yeah, on the Bears side, uh, David Montgomery. How is he gonna play? I'm interested to always see how he his usage. Um, Mitch, I'm not starting. I'm not even looking at him. Um, you know, Allen Robinson. Matchup though. The, I I know about. He's one of those guys that <laughs> he needs to earn my trust back to get back in my lineup. <laughs> and for the Redskins, uh, I think this is another Chris Thompson game. Uh, and scary Terry, you already know. Start him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. I I actually. I, I, as big a Chris Thompson fan as there's been all this all this this entire season, I guess the the three weeks that it's been, but I actually am not on Chris Thompson this week. Um, I just feel like I and I just don't. Um, I have to look this up actually, but the Chicago Bears, if I'm not mistaken, don't give up receiving points to to running backs either. Mm. Chicago Bears are sixth in fantasy points given up to the running back position. Mm. And of those points, they've given up uh, 12 receptions on 17 targets for 93 receiving yards and no touchdown. And they haven't allowed a touchdown to a running back. Okay. So that's like six catches for like 40, for like 47 and a half yards. Or uh, it's like a 10, yards. 11 point game. No. 10. And a full point PPR. Yeah, true. In the football PPR. So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 not it's not terrible. Um, you know, it's not it's not terrible. But versus but AP, just... I'm 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 taking Chris Thompson. No, yeah, no. If yeah. I have to, if I have to choose, if I have these two backs on my roster, 
and I have to choose between AP and 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 um Chris Thompson, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take Chris Thompson. Word. Um, I'm gonna always choose the back with the passing the passing down upside, um, over especially in a bad matchup like this. No, I guess that's not true. In a bad matchup like this, I'm going to choose the back with the pass catching upside if I had to choose. But um, in terms of that, yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, Mr. Biscay's interesting, interesting stream to me. Interesting stream. Just I'll leave it at that. Not my stream of the week, but he's an interesting stream. I mean, and then that, and if that's the case, Allen Robinson, I think, is playable. David Montgomery, he got the carries the week before, or last week, 18 carries. He was able to convert... On five goal line, five goal line touches was able to get his one goal line his uh, touchdown. Maybe we get that again this this week. He's a four point favorite on the road, so um, that's not great. But being favored, that's great. So yeah, I'm gonna start him this week. Um, if I again keep saying it, if I have Frank Gore, I'm gonna start Frank Gore over him. That's 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 where I'm at with that. And then um, yeah, it's scary Terry man. I think he's a start every week. Scary Terry. Yeah, after you show me those highlights, be, he's a great route runner. He's he's physical. He's 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 here to stay. Yeah, nah, he he's here to stay. And people are like, oh, well, what happens when Case Keenum loses his starting job? Well, guess what, people? Guess who was Terry Scary Terry's quarterback at Ohio State? Dwayne uh, Haskins. Uh, oh, word. I'm not worried. Go. No worries. So Scary Terry. He's useful, not just useful. He's startable every week from here on out. Him and my man DJ Shaw. Yeah. Nah, man, that's it. Yeah. Nah. So these, this is these, that's all the games. I know he's excited about these these Chiefs and these Ravens. Anything else you excited for, Greg? Other than uh, Danny Dimes. Other than Danny Dimes, I'm excited to hit on these systems. I mean, these starts of the week and these streams of the week because I feel like we've been killing it the last two weeks. Uh, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep the streak going. Yeah, man, we got we got to continue to kill it with these starts of the week, these streams of the week. Have to so rapid fire. Greg, who's your QB start of the week? QB start of the week, Matt Stafford. You already know. I talked about him earlier. Has an excellent matchup versus the Eagles, who allow eight fantasy points more than the the QB mean. That's fifth worst in the NFL. Uh, the also the Eagles allow the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers on the perimeter which also uh, bodes well for my argument for my wide receiver stream of the week. Um, Matt Stafford, he's been doing well, has 630 yards, five touchdowns thus far, and he leads the league in deep ball attempts, which is passes over attempts over 20 yards um, with 18. So he's going to expose these Eagles corners. He's going to get over the top of them and get some deep balls to Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Yeah, nope, can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that at all. The matchup is great. And like we said, Matt Stafford and good matchups, he's going to eat. But someone who's going to eat this week, my man, your quarterback breakout, Kyler Murray, yeah. Arizona Cardinals quarterback. He's at home this week. Two and a half point favorite against this this uh, Carolina defense who we saw give it up to Jameis Winston a little bit. Not a lot, but guess what? There's a whole lot of volume in Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury calling those plays. Uh, Kyler Murray leads the league in pass attempts, and I continue. To, I would expect that to continue this week as he continues to uh, to show why he was the number one pick in the NFL draft. Kyler Murray, he's gonna have that breakout game this week. Loving so put it. him in your lineups. Loving it, loving it. Greg, who's your running back start of the week, man? Oh man, I'm. I'm. You know, we're waiting for this breakout. We're waiting for a thirty point game. I, I'm taking Zeke this week. He's game script independent, but 
this is like the game script for him. Uh, they, they should be up. They're 23-point favorites. They should run the ball down the Dolphins' throat. They're bad at everything, but they're especially bad at their rush defense. They allow 15.73 fantasy points above the running back mean, second worst in the league. They're uh, Zeke, second in the league in red zone touches amongst running backs. So I expect a TD, and I'm I'm pretty confident he gets he could get two this game. Uh, I think he gets involved early and often. Uh, he's running back four and carries. Uh, Zeke is going to eat all game. Yep. Nope. Can't argue with that. Zeke Elliott, twenty one point dog or twenty one point favorite at home. Can't argue with you there. Um, my QB, my my running back start of the week, actually. Go plays with my QB start of the week, and that's David Johnson, your guy, your 2015 fantasy MVP. Mm-hmm. David Johnson, he's got this matchup against the Carolina Panthers this week, and guess what, guys? He's going to eat. We watched Peyton Barber eat on this Carolina's, Carolina Panthers defense last week, and he was moving in slow motion. David Johnson does not move in slow motion. And Kyler Murray, he's throwing pass attempts, and guess what? He's going to be throwing at David Johnson, too. We've already seen him catch a touchdown pass. Uh, in week one, and I expect that trend to continue. Yeah, definitely. And then we talk about you stacking it up with your running back. I'm stacking it up with my wide receiver. I got Kenny Galladay as my start this week. He's playing a lot of snaps for this team at 99.9.3% snap share. Got 26.8% target share, uh, which is wide receiver 17 uh, in fantasy. Uh, And he's on a team that throws the ball deep. Like I said, Matt Stafford leads the league in deep ball targets. And well, and Kenny Galladay is getting most of those deep ball throws. So I think he finds one of those deep balls in the red zone. And as far as just getting in, in, in the end zone, um, he's going to be the main beneficiary of Stafford's success. Yeah, man. Like we talked about Kenny G, he's he's balling, man. It's, it's it's really hard to argue. I think he cemented himself as a as an alpha dog receiver in this league. So uh, this Philadelphia matchup, this is just, this is like ice cream to him, man. It's, it's just too good to pass up. Yeah, all right. My wide receiver start of the week. I'm going back to the well. Mike Evans. People are ready. They're ready to, to almost drop this guy. They're almost willing to give him away for nothing. And I can't <laughs> let that happen. So I gotta I gotta I gotta come here, stand up for my guy, Mike Evans. This guy, guys, we gotta understand 234 air yards on the season. Mike Evans has 89 receiving yards on the season. His A dot is 18 yards. That's that's almost tops in the league. So, guys, we got to understand the targets are there. The the touchdown probability is there. They're just not hitting. And guess what, guys? They got the Giants this week, and everything is hitting on the Giants. So, I'm, I'm going Mike Evans. Let's go. Start of the week, wide receiver, on it. Tight end, Greg. What do you got? You got my man, Greg. I got to take my man, Greg Olson, versus the cards. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, in, in previous pods, but I'm taking my tight end start of the week. I know Kyle Allen's back there, but I think you sh- I shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, and I think he should be a safety net for Greg Ocean, just like Cam was in the middle of the field. And let's talk about a great matchup. The cards have been getting destroyed by tight ends this year. TJ Hawkinson lit him up. Mark Andrews lit him up. They already got th- tight ends, have three touchdowns combined already against the Cardinals. So I think that Greg Ocean is going to have a solid game here. He's got two straight games with nine targets, and he's also on 10 days of rest, which is his age. It feels like a month of rest, so I like that there. Uh, he's six amongst tight ends and snap chair. He's tight in three in targets. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for Greg Olson. I'm glad he's having a bounce-back season. Yo, Greg Olson's going to ball this week. I, I just I, I 
last, like we talked about in the last episode, Kyle Allen's um, number one receiver that day, out or you know outside of DJ Moore was the tight end Ian Thomas, who was filling in for an injured Greg Olson. So I expect Greg Olson to continue to be part of the game plan, especially in this high over under like we're anticipating. My tight end start of the week. Again, going back to the well, George Kittle. I picked him week one. He didn't He didn't come through. You picked him week two. He didn't come through. Logic says we probably shouldn't pick him again because he probably won't come through. We should just leave him alone. But I'm not doing that. I believe in my man too much. I got to pick him. Did you know this guy has more touchdowns called back than the tight end touchdown leader has touchdowns? <laughs> Actually, that's not true. They're tied. But anyway, two touchdowns called back for George Kittle. Mark Andrews leads the league, leads all tight ends with two touchdowns. This can't continue to happen. George Kittle is the number one target for the San Francisco 49ers. He's got to get in the end zone. I got to see it happen. George Kittle, he's got to run like a wild man this week. He's He's got to run through. He's got he's got to run through this Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, man. So quarterback stream of the week, you got one for us, Greg? Oh, you already know the most handsome quarterback in the league, Jimmy G against the Steelers. Pittsburgh hasn't been really good against QBs. Uh, granted, they've gone against two of the best in the game in Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, but they've allowed 7.4 points above the QB mean for uh, fantasy, which is uh, seventh worst in the league to QBs. Uh, Jimmy G coming off a really good game, 297 yards and three touchdowns last week. Finished QB6. Uh, I think he's arrived. I think he's a good serviceable quarterback for you, uh, especially if you're a Big Ben or a Drew Brees owner. Um, they're going to run it down their throats. Uh, I think he gets some yards to the running backs as well. Uh, yeah, and I think he has a good game. Jimmy G. All right, guys. Going to do it. It's not an emergency, but we're going to do it. I don't know what you're doing. Quarterback stream of the week. Proceed with all caution. I'm recommending Jameis Winston. Oh, man, he's back. He's back. He's honorable mention I'm for recommending, me. <laughs> I'm, I'm recommending Jameis Winston. I, you know, you didn't take him, so I said, you know, I made a last-minute audible. I, I think I was going to go to the Kyle Allen well. But, guys, honorable mention, Kyle Allen, I just think the matchup is too good. But, anyway, speaking of two matchups that are too good, Jameis Winston, this matchup is too good. If you don't succeed so in this good. matchup, me and you, our fantasy relationship will not continue. <laughs> so, Greg, who's your tight end stream of the week? Uh, I'm going to go back to what I, I've chose Vernon Davis before, but, you know, he's just he's always there for you on the waivers if you need you a tight end. You can't consider the fact that he had an eye injury. You didn't know that was going to happen, Greg. Uh, yeah, you, I you can't do that. Too, yeah, yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. That's true. That's true. You're right. Uh, but no Jordan Reed again. Uh, still struggling with these concussion issues. Vernon Davis is there. Um, if there's one vulnerable area in the Bears' defense, it's the defense against tight ends. Jimmy Graham did well against him in week one with a touchdown. Um, so... I'm going to go with Vernon Davis here. Is it too late for me to pick James O'Hannessy? O'Shaughnessy is my tight end stream. Uh, it is. But, I mean, if you want to do some week four preview, we could do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. No, 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 no. I want the week three points. All right. Never mind. So, if I can't do that, I talked about him before. But, you know, for some reason, he's still out there on waiver wires. So, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm going to pick him here. My man, Will Disley, uh, Sanford, or Seattle Seahawks, tight end. My man is going against the he's going against the the New Orleans Saints, but and the matchup doesn't look great on paper. But if you look at the, who the Saints have played, they played the Houston Texans in Week One and the the LA Rams in Week Two. Both teams who do not utilize the tight end. Russell Wilson may not throw a lot, but he utilizes his tight end, especially down in the red zone. So I expect Will Disley to to get in the end zone here. 
potential and be a useful play for people looking for a tight end stream this week. Hashtag Greg. stop disrespecting Will Disley. <laughs> oh yeah. Nah man, I had to pick him up in our dynasty league. Twenty one dollars a fab. It was uh, it was worth it, man. I had I, I was able to go get him, so it was uh guys, if Will Disley's out there, go get him, guys. Just yeah. do yourselves that favor. Greg, who's your defensive stream of the week? Uh so defense is like Start of the week for sure, streaming the week. I don't know if they're there or not, but get that Cowboys defense. You need them. That's that's a game changer right there. You could win your matchup on this defense. Um, and hey, everybody picked them up. Yeah, if, if you if you don't have that, if you didn't get lucky enough with the Cowboys, I did this in multiple leagues, two leagues. I think I got the Packers this week. They're they're a solid defense. Their defense is back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said it after game one, but they proved it again in game two. Um, they're going against the Broncos. I'm not impressed about Joe Flacco at all. He doesn't. I think they could get some sacks on him. I think they could get a pick in this game to have a good secondary. I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, that's the second highest uh, non-double-digit, double-double-digit over-under or spread mm-hmm. or home team spread, if you know what I'm trying to say. Basically, right. it's the only team outside of the Cowboys and the Jets with a with a spread that high. Second highest team with a spread that high. Um, so yeah, not a bad, not a bad move there. I think Green Bay's Packers defense is here to stay. They they look pretty good. I like that. I like that there a lot. Tampa Bay is a, a popular one. Um, I think a lot of people might have scooped them up already, but six point six point favorites at home against a rookie quarterback, Todd Bowles, former Jets coach. He's better. He's a better D coordinator than he was a head coach. That's a fact. Um, and he's got he he's got this Tampa Bay defense right. So um, definitely do that, guys. If San Francisco is still out there in leagues. Pick them up. This is the number two fantasy defense in uh, standard defensive scoring. I don't know why. They're, they're still priced so low on FanDuel, which makes no sense to me. They're 3,700. Um, they're six and a half point favorites. So if they're out there in your leagues, go get them. Um, there was another defense that caught my eye potentially. Um, no, I think, I, think, I think that's it. All right. Word. We got it. We're gonna hit again. Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're not perfect. We can't <laughs> hit every week, but we do what we can, guys. Fancy football diagnostics. We got you covered. Whatever we whatever we can do, we got you guys. Whether it's injuries, analysis, um, starts of the week, comedy. comedy yep. We got oh you guys. Oh my gosh, you said at the same time. Yo, Yo synergy. Yo, crazy. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, man. Um. You know, stay with us. Keep us. Keep plugged in with us. You know, um, trying to trying to trying to win as many fantasy championships as we can. Um, that's yeah. Anything else you want to add, Greg? Nah, that's uh, week three. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Well, good luck, everybody. Be on the lookout for us. We're gonna be tr- trying to get you that injury news, the injury updates, the inactives, actives. You know, any 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 late news. Try we'll try to get it to you. Instagram, Twitter at FF Diagnostics. Again, good luck this weekend. Uh, Anything you need, holler at us. And this time, we are out. We out.